today. Black Lives Matter says if the country doesn't give them what they want, they will burn the system down. President Trump gets a win from the Supreme Court and Texas counties issue mask mandates once again, because I guess COVID is like a thing again. We've got a lot to get into and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by the one and only Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Thanks for being here. Of course, of course. And uh, we've got Yaku Buyans in the house as well, host of the Yaku Buyans show. Good to be here. Yes, thanks with for being Eric. here. Yeah. Man, I didn't, I'm moving on up. <laughs> I didn't realize it was your first time with, him, with yeah, Eric. Yeah, come on. He's yeah. watched your work. He's kind of a big fan. Yeah, look at that beard. That's <laughs> all. It just works. It just works. Don't be surprised if he asks for your autograph. <laughs> on the, the gotcha. gotcha. uh, All right. So Black Lives Matter, uh, a leader with Black Lives Matter, went on Fox News yesterday evening. And um, I mean, you got to give it to him for at least just saying the quiet parts out loud now. Um, he said that if the group is not given what they want, they will burn down the system. Here is a little bit of that interview. Burn it down. It's time. So that makes me think I, that, I you wanna, it's, that it's, you want to burn time. it down. I said if this country... If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it, all right? And I could be speaking uh, figuratively. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. I mean, I feel like if you're asked... You're the one that said it. Right. If if you're asked a direct question (laughs) to interpret it, you should probably just say what it means. (laughs) That was kind of weird. It's like he he wanted to say it, but he just wanted to say just enough. Mm -hmm. So if he had to reel it back so it wasn't like an actual threat or anything... He, he had he gave himself leeway, so that was actually yeah. a little a little bit plausible smart. deniability. Yeah, I- exactly. Nonetheless, um, I do like that we're starting to see a lot of these guys in terms of their these activists being open, mm-hmm. coming to the forefront with what it is that they actually want. Yeah. Um, and now you see, and this is why you talk about libertarians and and tr- not kissing up to groups like this because they don't want what we want. And they have their own sort of vision that is my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And this is what's so dangerous about things like this. And I, and I say, like, just properly even identifying an issue. I'm a libertarian. Talk about this police brutality thing way more often than what they right. do. Right? right. However, I think the solutions are more important yeah. because just because you identify a proper issue does not mean that we're going to get closer to freedom. On right. the other side of this. Right. And that's what's so important. So I do believe that what we saw with some of the reactions, though, it wasn't like actual, like maybe guys that were just strictly Black Lives Matter that were doing some of the looting and, and rioting and stuff out of sort of reaction, which didn't seem to make any sense. But you did see the justifications that were happening by way of all of the blue check marks, corporate media figureheads and so forth saying, well, they're just lashing out. This is uh, you guys weren't listening before. Mm-hmm. And this is their way of doing it. It's complete nonsense. But you're seeing a glimpse of what it is that they're willing to do. And more so, more importantly, what they're willing to justify any event that you don't give them what it is that they want. Now, what is that? It really depends on who you ask as far as what it is they want. We already know now that the whole defund the police thing was a big fraud. Um, it was a basically a front for money laundering to these other useless things. Um, it was not an actual defunding of, of the police in terms of, let's say, getting rid of it and letting people keep their money. That was never, never the case. So 
it depends on what they want. If you've been listening to these guys, generally what they want is, is some sort of using the, using the state to basically do whatever it is they personally want to do in terms of advancing people's lives, which I'd actually argue that none of what they advocate for the most part is conducive to even getting to that point. But that's what it is that they want. And you're seeing that they're not trying to negotiate as far as uh, what it is that they, they think they're right. They think they have the more high ground. So, yes, if you don't give us what it is that we want figuratively or literally, <laughs> You may they may burn it down. Who knows? Uh, you know, who, who knows? But um, I think it's something to certainly pay attention to uh, going forward. And I think I'm actually happy that a lot of them are coming uh, out with just saying what it is they believe in. Like the one Black Lives Matter, the actual organization, one of the founders mm-hmm. saying that they were trained Marxists. Yes. Just come out and let us know so we can get that on the table and then we can have an open discussion. Yeah, that is the positive, Yaku, that (laughs) they're being emboldened enough uh, that they can come out and really, really say how they truly feel, what they truly think. You know, Sarah and Eric, sometimes you need to hear yourself say something to hear how ridiculous it is. (laughs) Because inside it makes a lot of sense. Right. But then when the lights are on and you're on national television and you say something and you hear yourself, I watched his eyes there, him catching himself (laughs) and going, uh... I can play this here for a second. I don't, I, you know, and so now it's fair game. I always say, tell me who you are if you're my opponent. Mm-hmm. Show yourself. Mm-hmm. Put your team on the field. Mm. Declare yourself. Declare I am now running against you. Let's go. This is why it was important for Trump to say, Biden, will you do an extra three to show? No, he doesn't want to. Now, finally, the opponent has a face. And now, finally, the opponent is saying, well, this is what, well, we don't quite know what we want yet, right? <laughs> right. And, then, and then now they're going to realize they haven't thought this through. Because when you say, let's say literally, we're going to burn the system down. Do you know what the system is? And have you run that through your mind, what that really looks like? Let's mm-hmm. go to the extreme. What is it that you want? Civil war? Because you lose mm-hmm. dismally there. Your group's not large enough. You physically just do not have the resources, the manpower. So empty threats but I think you saw him there catch himself, and I hope we see more of that. Come out, speak. Hopefully people like Hannity and these guys and other networks would have them on. Mm-hmm. Because when they hear themselves, their followers would also then start saying, it's almost like saying, we got the greatest quarterback in the world, and then let's go play. And he throws four interceptions, and you go, I thought we were good. That's going to, I hope that happens now that they come out, that they come out. Yeah, it is interesting though. You know, you, you hear the way that they're speaking and it's just like, you sound like a bunch of entitled children. That's right. If, Absolutely. If you don't give us what we want, we're going to throw a tantrum no, is essentially what it is. No. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like they act as if their positions are just right. Right. Automatically, like they yeah, have. You don't get to question. Right, right, no right. debate. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we even saw that with the whole like uh, Mike Gundy wearing the, yes. you know, the OAN mm-hmm. shirt, and all of the pundits are basically saying the same thing. Nobody's questioning anything. It's just like that was wrong, and that's just what it is. There is no no room for like, okay, well, maybe that, none of that. It was just he's wrong. Yeah. We're right on this, and. Let's just move forward with it. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of these guys think. They think they inherit the moral high ground. They think what it is, whatever it is, that they advocate is the right thing to advocate. They're smart enough to sort of mask it in these slogans, which make it hard to disagree with. Like, oh, black lives matter. Right. What are you saying? You don't get it. You don't like black <laughs> exactly. people or something like that. Yeah. Very slick. But then when you kind of 
peel off the, the layers, right, or get down to the root of this, you're like, wait a minute, this isn't what it, what it is that uh, I don't think it's conducive for freedom. I, it's something I've been talking about for years about this organization as far as, uh, and I know it's a separation maybe from the organization versus people that just use it as a slogan because they are kind of two different, they're intertwined, but they're, they're kind of two different things. But either way, a lot of the pundits that, that would shout this from the mountaintops, they aren't at all concerned with really freedom. Yeah. Some of these are very revengeful people. They're like, hey, I want to take it to it's not like it's like an overcompensation. We don't you know, we think white people or, or these types of people have done evil things to us. Now it's our turn to do evil things to them. It's how a lot of people are not saying everybody that that is there. But these are the types of approaches these guys have. So you have to take that in consideration. Like you mentioned, knowing your enemy is very important. This is why I've always encouraged people to get them on. Like even on, on, yeah. when, when I'm talking to them, like, hey, yeah. email me. Let me come out, Boat Money Jones, hopefully you're watching this from ESPN, said something very slick about libertarians that really rubbed me the wrong way. I'd love to come on your uh, your platform and have a discussion about this. But this is the type of things that we should have. I want to get them out there. And I, I, when they're in the echo chamber, they don't have to do that. Exactly. Right. They don't have to do that when they're in the echo chamber because, again, everybody just assumes that they're correct. It isn't until they get with someone that may refute what it is that they uh, have to say or at least are going to be somewhat critical to their positions that they're actually going to have to take the mask completely off and we'll get to the root. But you kind of have to force their hand on that. And on a platform where you can't just have a, a shout out, mm-hmm. a platform Bingo. where you actually have to sit and be civil mm-hmm. and dialogue. And now you got to back up everything you said. And I think what you find, it's kind of like college students at the moment that are just off the rails for, for socialism. You question them once or twice and they just it's surface level. Yeah. They can't back anything sure. up. Just because, <laughs> because, because Trump's, a, Trump's a bad guy. Well, why? What is he? I don't know. It's just because. Everything. Yeah. Yes. All everything. the bad things. Yeah, right. And so, you know, yeah. you know? Yeah, and then we get a, a presidential running mate saying, you know, the thing, you know, you know? Right. So, so everything is so surface level. This is healthy. Absolutely. Come, come on the networks. Mm-hmm. Talk. Do you think, and I, I want to get both of your your responses to this question, do you think that the Democrats, let's play this out to the end, if they do get what they want, I don't see them really actually wanting to uh, eliminate racism, to burn the system down, to get rid of any and all instances, and for those of you listening on podcast, I did just do air quotes, of systemic racism, which I don't see any evidence exists, but, you know, they would tell you something different. I look at them and I see the way that they treated the the police reform bill that the Republicans came up with. I see the way that they act and I'm like, I actually don't think you want to change the system because if you changed the system, you would no longer be able to call yourself a victim or say that you're oppressed. And then what would you have? Because it seems to me that that's their entire identity is just I'm oppressed. I'm a victim. This is how I live. How in the world would they be able to identify themselves if not for that? So I look at it and I I don't think that they want change. Yeah, no. And they certainly don't seem to want something like, again, that requires us to move towards the side of a freer, more prosperous society. 
Reason being is because it comes with a lot of responsibility and a lot of self-accountability. Mm-hmm. And that's not anything that a lot of these folks, and that's not anything exclusive to black folk or anything like that. Yeah. I've debated, I don't know how many white leftists on this particular subject, and they uh, they feel the same way, very envious towards people that do have. Um, and it's like, okay, I'm like, okay, we, we, we see the state as a particular issue here and these sort of acts of aggression. Let's sort of scale back on this. Let's put the money back in the hands of people. Let's get rid of the regulations that get in the, get in the way of businesses being able to operate freely, you being able to operate freely. And it's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not what we want. That's not what it is that we want. It's like, wait a minute. Well, I thought that, that, that's how we're going to get there. It's like, no, no, no. We don't we don't want that. Uh, we want to do it this. We, we kind of want to still keep it like this, but we don't want it to whoop our tails in the way that they do. Right. It's all sort that's of right. really confusing. They really don't know what it is that they want. But most definitely for what we know, what we can understand, what's identifiable towards working towards freedom. And that simply is, is putting the power back in the hands of the individuals you have. You talk about the police state when you talk about government in general, in terms of what they're able to control. That will require us to eliminate taxes. That would require us to eliminate regulations and so forth. That's not even on their agenda. That's not even on the table. When when they talked about the defund, the police fraud, not one of them were like, we're going to put the money that would then fund this back into the hand of the individuals yeah. that we were that we had been taking or more so because the money's gone more. So we're just going to stop taking it from them. That was never even on the table. So these guys aren't really about uh, really solutions, not le- let's say conducive solutions, not anything that's going to actually work towards the way that we want to work towards mm-hmm. when it comes to building a more freer society. Because, again, that's going to come respons- with responsibility right now. They have a lot of dependency on the state. They can look to the state. It's an easy cop out in the event that they uh, uh, let's say in an unfortunate situation, it's an easy thing to point to when you remove that. And then it's like you have to look to yourself and and those near you and uh, hold them accountable. That's not anything they really want, which is why they are in such opposition to things like libertarianism, for yeah. example. Look, I'll, I mean, I said it before. Deja vu. I lived through this. I'm from South Africa, brother. Go. I lived mm-hmm. through this. This is this is round seven for me. I've seen it work and not work yeah. in order to make real change with race relations. OK, you need self-awareness you have to ask that man has to ask himself what has my contribution been right well no 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 i don't have a contribution no you do you do everybody has a contribution and unless you're willing to say what is my contribution and am i willing to Mm -hmm. change my ways yaku speaking for myself and 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 eric and etc and sarah right you go nowhere. The pendulum just swings in the other direction. You can look at South Africa today. Sure. It's a disaster. There was a man, Nelson Mandela, and I questioned a man, an American man, the Reverend Jesse Jackson one day. And I, and I literally did this face to face. And I said, are you truly about eliminating racism mm. or is it a necessary evil? Yeah. Right. Or, or are you willing to play with it and toy with it? Because Nelson was was. No, I want to end it. Right. I want to end it. I want equality, all voices to be heard. Called it the rainbow nation, etc. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. When the heart really wants to say, listen, we rooted out, that means all stakeholders at the table, everybody's accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Uh, all good points made at the table here. Uh, we've got a lot more to get into, including uh, the CHOP project is now concluded. 
That's a real bummer. We'll get into. I know. I'm so. What will we talk? I, just, about? I don't know if you saw it, but I just shed a tear really quickly. It was just. But you probably didn't see it because it was so fast. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Bambi. So, if you are an entrepreneur, a small business owner, you know how difficult HR issues can be. They can kill your company. You could have a wrongful termination suit. Uh, you have to keep up with all of those minimum wage requirements, the labor regulations. There's a ton to keep up with, and on top of that. Paying your HR manager, the salaries are not cheap. It's an average of $70,000 a year. That is where Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, uh, comes in very handy for small business. They give you a dedicated HR manager. They can craft your HR policy. They will maintain your compliance. They remember all of those rules and regulations that you don't have time for, all for just $99 a month. Bambi will change your HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. You will have a dedicated HR manager that's available by phone, by email, real-time chat, however you prefer. They can do onboarding, terminations, customize your policies. And let me just tell you, with insurance these days, you this is worth it just to be able to have someone else to manage your insurance compliance because speaking as an insurance broker, that can kill your business if you get it wrong. I mean, if you have an employee that finds out and comes back to you later, you do not want to deal with that mess. I've seen it happen a million times. $99 a month is worth it. Uh, let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. You can go to Bambi.com slash matters to schedule that free HR audit. Yes, I said for free. That is B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash matters. We will be back in just a minute. All right, the Seattle Autonomous Zone has, uh, it's concluded, it's little cute little project that it was working on. Um, it, well, it's been, well, I feel like it's been way longer, but I guess it's only been about two weeks that they took over this downtown portion of Seattle. But after several nights of shootings and calls from the mayor to uh, end the protest, they have mostly dissolved. Uh, apparently, this morning's census found fewer than two dozen clustered near the East Precinct, um, and uh, they, they're done. They say that the CHOP project is now concluded, and I, for one, am shocked. I am shocked because I thought that they, had, they already had all this figured out. Did you see the garden, Eric? <laughs> Did you see the garden? They yeah. planted so much. Yeah, yeah no. Nah, they were just about to thrive. It's yeah. a two-week communism uh, project. Uh, <laughs> it failed. But, no, seriously, it's, they didn't think it through um, <laughs> yeah. at, at all. That's, that's no. more so what, <laughs> what this comes to is that they didn't actually think any of this through. It was like, and I think that's a lot of uh, definitely these young sort of socialistic, mm -hmm. communistic people. Well, it's like what we were just talking about with Black Lives Matter. Right, yeah. It's They're like, not it, thinking it through. Yeah, they don't actually the possess the capacity to just be <laughs> like, okay, if we're going to do this, it entails this, 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 and this. And that's the sort of benefit of having, I guess, coming up in a system like w somewhat that we have here is that it sort of masks the, the, the struggle that they would have had had, let's say, people weren't funneling in like goods and mm -hmm. services mm -hmm. basically into this sort of project, which they were entirely dependent upon. But yeah, they didn't think it through. They were still trying to change the name, uh, still trying to benefit off of, you know, you had the shootings and whatnot. They're like, you, you couldn't get the guys, the EMTs to go in, oh, go in because of, you know, they weren't sure that the area was clear and so forth. It was a lot of 
craziness, but that's, I feel like, a representation of what I see these young socialists. They don't really think it through. They think in theory. Uh, but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, and this is why, for example, guys like myself are so into markets, because we recognize that we don't have it all figured out, right? right. We, we absolutely don't. But that's it's part of recognizing that and why we think freer markets are essentially better um, and not demonizing money or not focusing on this communal nonsense. It's because we know that there are people that have their specialties. We know that there are individuals that have their specialties. And we want those creative minds to come up with these sort of ideas that people in the geographical area benefit. I don't know how to make these cool little coffee mugs, but I get to have a cool little coffee mug right. on this day. It's just a prime example of that. But we knew this was the inevitable thing. Uh, I think it's kind of funny to see the mayor kind of change mm-hmm. on this like oh it was just everything's fine it and wasn't a block like, party all it, it took out. was a couple of people getting shot and that's <laughs> like uh, the power rangers there they weren't enough and it's like oh well <laughs> i think y'all should maybe chill out with what's going on and then it slowly uh but but surely dissolve they were always doing for failure because they didn't have the like sort of ideological philosophical backing that results in something that would be a success if you are to basically have an area and secede uh which is sort of what they kind of did but that wasn't really what they did they didn't really have think it all the way through but like i said that's a representation of communism and socialism yeah it's a it's a whole different you know fiction and reality Mm -hmm. right playing playstation (laughs) and and actually going in and actually doing it it actually requires leadership it actually requires law and order you know, and, and this wasn't even a real project. This was a quite a one-legged project, but they were still getting power from the city and water from the city yeah, and true. food from other right. people. But I want to know, where's all these uber-liberal, know-it-all professors? Are, gonna, are they going to write a white paper on this experiment? I'd love to see the white paper Whoa, on this don't experiment. Don't call it a white right? paper, please. No, 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 that's what you call it. That's, a black paper? That's, a, that's <laughs> a pink paper? That's but are they going to write a real report with some metadata? And then... Where was Bernie and his crew? Why didn't they come save Mm -hmm. CHOP? Where was Bernie's people should have rolled in and said, no, 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 we know how to do socialism. Mm -hmm. We know how to do communism. Nowhere to be found because it's all talk and no action. It will be interesting to see, uh, you know, not just the president, but I think Republican leaders, I know anytime I probably say Republican, Eric's like, oh, Republicans, (laughs) but any sort of conservative or libertarian leaders, if they can effectively present the messaging that that's exactly what this is. This was failed socialism. It is important, and I haven't heard them come out and say that. That would be a missed opportunity. I think so. That's perfectly put, and they have to do that. They have to do that. Like, you'd be missing a a prime opportunity to point it out, like, this is why it didn't work. And maybe even from an educational standpoint, I would love for Rand Paul to say, well, not only this is not why it worked, this is sort of why, you know, why exactly, right, you know, that right. this was an utter failure from the exact get go. They have they have a prime uh, opportunity here. But, you know, this has been my criticism of a lot of them. They always on the defense and never getting on the attack. I'm sorry people got hurt, of course, always. Uh-huh. Right. But it's actually I want to thank them. Thank you for the beautiful case study to make yes. our point. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Why free markets mm. and capitalism yep. is what we need. Thank you for the case study. But we will miss a you make Probably the best point here is we, we have to make this clear in a very 
comprehensive yes. way and saying mm -hmm. no politics, mm -hmm. just reality. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is why. Yeah, certainly stepping back and letting them implode uh, by themselves is not That's enough. That's why it was so important that Trump didn't get involved. Yeah. Like It right. was inevitable from right. the get-go that that was going to fail. Don't get in their way. Don't get in their nuts. So many people were calling for him. Yep. You got to come in. It's like, don't get don't get in their way. Like, yeah. let them let them fail. Yep. Yep. Uh, speaking of President Trump, he scored a big win today with the Supreme Court. Finally, uh, ruling on deportation powers. They ruled in a seven to two decision uh, that the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act does not violate the suspension clause of the Constitution. Uh, what this means is that the Trump administration has the power to deport people seeking asylum without a, quote, credible fear of persecution. Right. The uh, obviously the reason people are supposed to come here seeking asylum, the main reason that they can give to, quote, seek asylum is credible fear of persecution. Uh, and there was a case that the Ninth Circuit, of course, the Ninth Circuit, yeah. it's always the Ninth Circuit, said that uh, that they violated the Constitution because the, the, the uh, deportation officer determined that this person needed expedited removal from the country because he did not fit the criteria of a credible fear of persecution. Uh, so, you know, turns out when you come up and you're like, yeah, one time these people were after me and they really didn't like me and I'm pretty scared about it 10 years later and I really feel like I just need to come into the country. Uh, denying them is not in violation of the Constitution. I'm, I'm great with it, Eric. I, I've always wondered where you mm -hmm. stood on issues like this as yeah. a libertarian. Yeah. No, my thing about liberty, and it's funny that you, that you mentioned asylum and, you know, it's sort of refugees mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, my issue from a libertarian perspective, and I know this is, I don't want to say it's a hot debate because you have those libertarians that are the more minarchist libertarians. So they, some of them actually cling to the Constitution. And those of, they obviously believe in, you know, national borders. Um, and so forth. And then you get the other side of the libertarian spectrum, which is like, OK, borders are acts of aggression and, and so forth. My issue when it's always come to something like that, it's less about do they have the right to get over here or anything like that? What I feel like we always often miss is how the state gets in the way. And, and sort of when you have things like these sort of refugee programs in which you are funding that. Mm -hmm. Right. Every we're all funding right. yeah. their 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 refugee program. So it's not just a matter of, well, you get to decide if you wanted to sponsor some. This is what I've always encouraged these these blue check marks who are like, oh, all the immigrant people are just trying to get here. I was like, OK, reach in your pocket right. and, and you, you can, can bring them it. over here yeah. and pay for everything yes. top to bottom. And you house them. Yep. You yes. have them. And also that would mean that any event that they do something silly, they're your that's and on it's you. It's actually yeah. called that's sponsorship. Bingo. I've, I've yeah. helped 15 families immigrate. Now immigrate It's actually called Bingo. sponsorship. Bingo. Right. If you come it. even corporations become sponsors. If Toyota today hires a guy from Japan and he comes on an O-1 visa, which is ex extraordinary ability, they sponsor that guy, which means the government can call Toyota Monday to Sunday and say, hey, where's Johnny? Mm -hmm. What's he doing? And you're, you're held accountable. So come on, George Clooney, yeah. all the refugees. <laughs> are, are you sponsoring a couple of ones? You know, yeah. 
Brilliant point. Exactly. And I think if we if that was the approach, no matter where you at, we're on the side of immigration. I right. think that would be what's happening is that effectively everybody's funding this. So especially if you are a guy like that, I don't this is not anything that I would want my tax dollars to go to. You're going to feel some kind of way about it. Yeah. So that's what I've always been like approaching, like, OK, what is the state doing? Why are they getting it? Why do we have these sort of uh, resettlement programs and so forth where the state is literally taking money from everybody else mm -hmm. and then using that to bring people over. That's, right. that's effectively what, what it is. That's, a, I think, a lot of people have, have issues with when you have people seeking asylum. I think less people would have issues with it. Even people that are, like, kind of on the, on the you know, fence when it comes to immigration, they would have less issue with it if it was a case of those blue check marks and everybody that's like, oh, let everybody in. If you actually had to be the one to make that happen, if you had to reach in your pockets to make that happen, and again, it would be then your responsibility if if something happened, that person you brought in killed someone else, or, or even whatever it was, that would be something that you could absolutely fund and you can house them and you can do uh, stuff of that nature. Unfortunately, that's not necessarily what we have when we consider some of these different programs that exist. Yeah, it's interesting you make that point because because kind of like foster care and adoption right, right now that works. Sarah, I like what's happening here. Mm -hmm. It's not unconstitutional because if people know how immigration works, there are quotas. Mm -hmm. There are quotas, right? And so now when you have a real person from South Sudan who's being killed purely because they're Christian right. Right, in a religious war, that's a refugee fleeing for that. A guy that's living in Mexico, no offense because it's close. I'm just saying, we yeah. just go, hey, economically, I'm struggling. That's right. not, you uh, don't get asylum for that. There are a lot of third world countries that, that they could make the Sorry, point that, but you don't right. get asylum for that. Vote different government into your country yeah. so they don't plunder and steal from the people. Again, Africa, right? So I'm not surprised by it. It's mm -hmm. just like, well, it's obvious. It doesn't violate the constitution. Right. Yes, there's reform needed. I'm with you. But but I stand with you. There's too many talkers and not enough takers. Yeah. You want to you want to talk about this? Then come put up or shut up. You come yeah. on, blue check. Mark. Yeah. Come on. You step up and house some people in the empty house you got. And, you know, yeah, the, the, the uh, three or four that burn your ass. How's a couple of them? Oh, that, that, that's never on the table. That's never yeah. on the table. Yeah. They never even option. talk about Love that. Love to tell us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it. Yeah. All right. We've got a lot more coming up, including uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about what is going on in Texas with the COVID spikes and the new mask mandates in some counties. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So uh, some of you who may not know this, I got in a car accident in 2013, I believe it was, messed up a bunch of discs in my back and they wanted to give me um, injections in my, my spine. And I was like, I don't First of all, not a big fan of needles. Second of all, don't want to go under and do that. But tell me, is it going to get rid of my pain for good? And they said, well, no, it's just a temporary it's just a temporary solution. It's just kind of to mask it. And I'm like, I have to keep going back and doing this? No, I don't want to do that. I use Omega XL now, and it has worked wonders for me instead because it actually addresses the root cause of the pain, which is inflammation. All right, you've got to defeat the inflammation to defeat the pain, or it can even cause permanent damage, uh, like in my case. So Omega XL is backed by 35 years of clinical research, and it attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. You don't realize it when you're putting on the pain relievers. You put on maybe a cream or a lotion and you say, oh, my gosh, this works. Well, it might work for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes, but then you have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it because it's not solving the problem. 
All right. It is, uh, I love this on their bottle. It is a powerful, essential fatty acid combination from the pristine waters of New Zealand. The capsules, if you, uh, if you don't like swallowing um, giant, you like, I don't, I'm not going to take a horse pill. You don't have to do that with Omega XL. It's a tiny little pill. It's super duper concentrated and uh, it will work wonders. Get you out of pain. Because I know what it's like if you're just living in constant pain. It's just, it, it affects every facet of your life. You don't have to live like that. Try Omega XL right now. You will get a second bottle for free when you order a bottle. Go to OmegaXL.com slash news. That is OmegaXL.com slash news. Back in a minute. Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas uh, said today that the state will pause its efforts to reopen the economy as the number of confirmed coronavirus infections spikes and hospitals begin to fill. Uh, Abbott said that businesses are already allowed to operate under the current reopening phase and will continue to be able to do so. What are we in now? Phase two, phase I three? No were, I mean, we were really, we were rocking and rolling. We were getting yeah. going. We were up to 50% capacities in businesses. And uh, now we are slowed to a halt. And it's not just that. Uh, Tarrant County, Dallas County, um, and I, I would love to get your thoughts on how Governor Abbott has handled this particular issue. He said he would not issue a mask mandate, um, but he also kind of left the door open for counties to create their own mask mandates. And he said, um, well, you could have the county say that private businesses have to mandate that people wear masks in uh, their businesses. And that's how you kind of get around the uh, the tightrope here. So. So far, Dallas County, Tarrant County have both come out and and proceeded to give a mask mandate. Tarrant Tarrant counties said face coverings will be required in all businesses and uh, the order will be in effect through 6 a.m. August 3rd, August. Yes, I said August 3rd. It also applies to outdoor gatherings of 100 people or more. And the Dallas County order is very similar and it is through August 4th. Uh, I mean, unless extended or maybe terminated early, but probably not because we know once you give them power, they don't take it back. Um, Eric, I'm I'm really sorry that we're talking about this again, but here it is. And uh, apparently coronavirus is it's a thing again. We had a pause when all the all the protests protests, happened. Then we had a couple of studies that said. Well, in those areas where the protest happens, that's not that doesn't have anything to do with the spike, right? Unless you know how. Oh, and also contact tracers. Well, don't ask them if they exactly. So how would you know? But yeah, it it certainly goes to show how this game is rigged. Um, I have to use this opportunity to blast a lot of uh, Republicans, a lot of conservative colleagues that I even have, because (laughs) it's. This is why you don't you're not you don't be flaky on issues like this, and you have to put your foot down and say this is this is this is a. This is tyrannical. Let's call it exactly what it is. Unfortunately, what I'm hearing is a lot of rhetoric rhetoric when I heard the whole bump stock ban thing. Well, why would you do that? Or it's just a bump stock, right? That's the same thing. It's just a mask. It's just a mask. It's just a mask. We live in hot Texas. And the the thing that I want to be doing when I'm walking around is having something covering my face. I've said this time and time again. If you want to wear a mask... Go for it. I have not advocated that the government or the state be used to force people to not wear a mask. Obviously, 
not force businesses to not have that policy. If a business, private business, doesn't mean I would necessarily want to shop there. Right. But if a private business, they want to say, we require masks if you're going to shop here. That's their right. Yeah. Whatever. What's happening is, though, we have these sort of officials that have taken it upon themselves to say, you know what, if you shop anywhere, you go anywhere, doesn't matter what the business owner believes, you have to wear something that is covering your face. Mm. And we've, this is a, a lot of Republicans that left the door open, and they're still, because a lot of them, to be fair, uh, maybe a lot of conservatives, not just necessarily people that are in office, they think that this is a good thing because they think you should wear a mask. Unfortunately, with all that small government talk seems to go right out the window when it's something that they feel people should do. Yeah. And they legislate other people's more. All this is, look, if you want to wear a mask, go, go ahead. Right. But I'm not assuming the risk for you. You shouldn't assume the risk for me. And they say, well, you're helping and you're saving others. Right. By not wearing them. You don't have a right to get it's other people, choice, people, though. people sick. It's like, first of all, believe it or not. COVID-19 was not the first virus that you could get and you could pass on the other people. What? It wasn't the first one, believe it or not. Diseases? There have been contagious, uh, you know, if you get the wrong, like whether it be bacteria, a, a virus, viral pneumonia, for example. There's no cure for that, by the way, for viral pneumonia, that is. Uh, it's only when it's, a, you know, associated with influenza. Uh, but nonetheless, you could get sick. That's not a new thing. It's just something that human beings have been dealing with forever it is not a new thing but that's the sort of nonsensical logic that they use and say well you don't have the right to get other people sick so you have to wear a mask it's like what did viruses just come up last week why <laughs> won't we wear every flu season wearing uh wearing masks and doing things like that you didn't say that they don't they have no desire to be consistent on this but abbott and others have left the door open mm -hmm. for a lot of these sorts of laws to exist. And because there are people that believe that, well, this is something they should do, they think that they should force everybody else to do it. Yeah. And that is the core issue. I don't care where you are on the political spectrum. That is wrong. That is wrong. I'm not personally a fan of masks, but even if I was yeah. a fan of wearing wearing masks or what have you, that still would be wrong. You don't have a right to do that. And I don't care what they how they try to mask it. And, oh, well, you're getting other people sick. I'm not trying to hear that. You have no absolute right to do that. Well, and so to Eric makes great points and I completely agree with you. But on top of that, I haven't seen the studies, the legitimate studies that there show that the masks are working. And in addition to that, you see L.A., which is now a hot spot. They've had some of the strictest mask requirements in the country. It didn't seem to help them. So tell me, explain to me, local officials, how you could come to the logical conclusion that it's what we need to do here. When something's so stupid, <laughs> okay, stupid. Then you got to make light of it, right? Yeah, okay. We better start wearing bandanas over our eyes because you can contract this thing through your eyes. Oh, true. man, that's true. For crying oh, out loud, okay? And just a couple a of, of weeks ago, accidents. just a couple of weeks ago, they go, well, you're only wearing the mask to make people feel good, right? CDC. That's true. CDC. I didn't Fauci, Fauci say that. Fauci yeah. came out. The great Pumbaa Gura came <laughs> yeah. out, right? And, oh, it's just to make people feel good, right? Now, Clay Jenkins... Yeah. Governor Abbott, I love Abbott. Mm -hmm, I do too. On the fight I fight, I he's helped us. But this is a faux pas. Yeah. Step up, have the kahunas, and say, this is Texas mm -hmm. for crying out loud. Let not Georgia beat us on something again when yeah. they open up before us. This is Texas. There's pride in this state. We're actually doing things right here. There's individuality in this state. It's nonsense. 
Think about this. Last week, we had more nurses and doctors come out last week and say, hey, coronavirus, big overstatement and overplay. All of a sudden, whoa, whoa, uh, riots are over. We got to get back on the political train here. Drive Corona a little further. We got to jump on the Corona bandwagon again. Listen, there will be Corona season every year like flu season. Okay. I had a friend contract coronavirus 60 something years old, seven days ago. They tested him. He has Corona. Wouldn't admit him to the hospital. He was in Georgia. Wouldn't give him hydroxychloroquine. Right. Unless he went to the hospital. He was tested two days ago. Negative. Mm. Okay. Don't come with this crap to me. All right. It's a virus like flu. Keep your body healthy. Up your immune system and go on with life. Abbott, Come on, dude, you're better than this. Mm. Step up. All right, back in a minute. Hope you don't mind. No. I like that we, like, when I look at the, like, the survival rate. I know. NASCAR had released a photo of the so-called noose that they claimed they found in Bubba Wallace's garage stall. Those of you who are watching on video or on Blaze TV, here it is. Now, I have some questions, though, because it's interesting that they cut the picture off where they did because you can't see where it's connected to the garage door. That would be kind of key for me in determining how credible these shrieks were of, oh, my garage. Sorry for everyone's eardrums. Uh, Eric, what are your quick thoughts on this uh, whole saga? So it, it seems to be just a bunch of dramatization. Like it seems like somebody tried to tie it up and so it could be actual pull, actually pulled. That's uh, why I want to see the top uh, of the picture. Yeah, that's what it looks like, I at, see least, where at least from connected. what I see it. But I think we have to talk about briefly how quick people were able to yes. just to jump on this. Yes. Uh, definitely all these pundits like, see, that's the, those redneck NASCAR yep. folks. See, this is, this is what happens when we have this guy, guy racism. Uh, that, that, that is black, which is he like, is he mixed that we he's know? Mixed, all right. So, yeah, so he's just yeah. as much white as he is. Uh, all right. All right. So he's just as much white as Obama. he is black. Well, yeah, he's, he's the first one of those Obama. President. Yes. First half black president. First black president, <laughs> Bill Clinton, by the way. Uh, nonetheless, <laughs> um, but no, we, we, we sit here and everybody jumped on this so fast. Didn't matter if it was true or not. They just, it, it just validated their bias. And unfortunately, people jumped on it. And I just want to point to that because it highlights how people obsess with racism and they look to find it no matter where it is. And that is not healthy. Yeah. Hey, if you got a shovel, buddy, you'll find something. If you dig far enough, you can find something. Sure. How fast did they jump on the Jesse Smollett case? Mm. I mean, everybody was, and then... Eat your words. Here we go again. When will they learn? <laughs> or just let them burn. And November is going to be a good year, a month for us. Just let them burn. I, I can't help them if they can't help themselves. Mm. Proof and verify. Yeah. Just proof and verify. And if it was truly, you would have known. Now it's coming out. It's been there since, you know, 2019. 2019. Right. <laughs> At least. Good night. At least. Come on. And I want to know, does that news actually slip? Was it tied in a way where it can slip? Because otherwise, it's not really a noose, right? I it's mean, just a handle. I, I just want to see. I just find it peculiar that they cut off the picture where they did. It's a nice dramatic photo, it, though. It is, well, yeah. it is. Very and that's dramatic. why I was there was someone who tweeted it out to several of us and was just like, will you have the integrity to apologize for, for your what you said? No. Wh- <laughs> for, for what? what? Oh, yeah. Show me the, the entire facts. thing. Right. Well, and show the me facts. the entire thing. OK, because all I'm making fun of is the fact that all of these people, like Eric said, they jumped onto it. They latched on this knee jerk reactionary rage mob who wanted to tell everyone else that they were what, what was Bubba Wallace's quote? that everyone was simple-minded for doubting it 
And then it came out that it was false. So I, I, I'll wait for your apology. Okay, I'll wait for your apology. We'll be back in just a minute. And what about, what about the white racers last year that was in the same garage? I know. Who wanted to kill him? Yesterday's poll question, is NASCAR's Bubba Wallace the next Jesse Smollett? Or was this all just a big mix-up, a big misunderstanding? Uh, 78% of you almost said that he is now known forever as Bubba Smollett. 22% of you said it's just a misunderstanding. We were going back and forth at the table really quickly. I want to get your thoughts um, yesterday um, between whether or not he truly was trying to do this knowing that it was fake or if he just kind of got swept up in the attention from it and eventually was like, okay, I don't know if it's true or not, but I like all this fame it I'm getting. It may be a little bit of both because yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it was him that obviously reported Right, it this, was NASCAR. Uh, but he certainly ran with it. Exactly. So regardless, he could have been like, easily like, well, we don't actually know what's going on. Let's look into it a little right. more. That's not what he neglected to do. And like you mentioned, he did double down on it. So, I mean... Yeah, he doubled down on it. He called he called everyone who doubted him simple-minded, and then he doubled down on it on Don Lemon. He had so the opportunity have... to set an example and yeah. say, listen, if this is that, it's not good, but I'm going to wait for the facts to come in. He missed a huge opportunity. Yep. He ran with it. So. Yeah. All right, today's poll. Do you trust the polls reporting that Joe Biden is beating President Trump in key battleground states? There are a lot of them out there. A lot of those polls out there. Do you trust them? Very quickly, yes or no? No, nah, not at this. Not not. What is today? What's June? June, July. Yeah, it's oh, June twenty fifth. Yeah, so it's June. So nah, nah. What do you think, Yaku? I don't trust U.S. polls ever, ever, ever. <laughs> None of them. I mean, they weren't right in twenty sixteen. <laughs> so I think that's a pretty good indication there. All right, let us know what you think. You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.